Hello, my name is Pete McCall. Welcome to this episode of All About Fitness. For this episode, I'm just doing a quick fit tip. Now, my quick fit tip are just little pieces of information that you can apply right away. Today, I'm going to be talking about the way you should be training your muscles. Now, I have to say, this comes about because I recently joined a large big box gym. I just wanted access to a gym that's multiple locations, easy in, easy out, open all hours of the day. And, you know, it's been a very entertaining experience. I am surprised. It's kind of like scrolling through Instagram. I am surprised at all the different ways that people come up to, with to try to exercise certain muscles. And what I mean about that is you have to realize a large part of fitness derives from bodybuilding. Bodybuilding, as we know, is all about making certain muscles as large and poofy and just as sculpted as possible. So for bodybuilders and figure athletes, there is a strong need to sit there and work one muscle at a time. Because when you're walking on stage in your underwear, which is essentially what those figure competitions are, and I'm, I'm just labeling everything figure, bodybuilding, whatever. If, you, if you're walking on stage in your underwear for some kind of contest, I'm calling that figure. That requires isolation training because you need to use certain muscles in order to create the appearance. The whole thing about isolation training was bodybuilders wanted to make a quadricep or a hamstring muscle or biceps or a chest, the pectoralis major, as large as possible. Muscles grow in response to force. If you load mechanical force into muscles, so think about this. If you do biceps curls, if you're bending your elbow to do biceps curls and you're holding a weight, you're loading force. You're applying force to that muscle. When you isolate just one muscle and you apply force to one muscle, that muscle response is going to be to grow larger. It's going to do that by storing more carbohydrate because when you work to a point of fatigue and you deplete carbohydrate, you remove carbohydrate from the muscle cells. So the muscle cells respond by storing more carbohydrate. Carbohydrate holds onto water and boom, we get an increased muscle volume. Another way that, that muscles will repair them or another way that muscles grow is repairing themselves. If you isolate force into the biceps, the biceps, the fibers of the biceps will start producing, or the biceps muscle will start producing more fibroblasts. The fibroblasts will repair the protein structures of the actin myosin components of the muscle fibers. So you have two ways that muscles grow. Muscles either store more glycogen or muscles repair themselves with fibroblasts, with satellite cells that grow large and those become muscle proteins. Those are the two ways that muscles grow. So for years, bodybuilders would isolate muscles and attempt to get muscles to grow as large as possible. But when we look at general health and wellness, that's not necessarily the best way to approach exercise. That's why I get so entertained when I'm in one of these big box gyms and I see people like bending in half, trying to, to work one little muscle in their shoulder, or I see them like laying in some weird awkward position, trying to work a muscle in their hip or part of their glutes. Your body's designed to move. If you wanna know, folks, if you wanna know the best way to exercise, think about the way you move your body when you walk. All the muscles in our body are lined to be most effective when we're walking. We learn to walk when we're about a year old. It takes a human about a year, you know, a little bit less, a little bit more. It takes a human about a year to learn how to walk because we walk on two feet and we have to stabilize gravity. Gravity is a constant force always pulling us down. So when we stand upright and we're walking, all the muscles in our body are aligned to be most effective when we're walking. So for your abdominal muscles, when you walk, your abdominal muscles control motion in your pelvis. Your abdominal muscles do not flex your spine. When you lie on your back, your abdominal muscles will bring your rib cage closer to your pelvis. But think about how you use those muscles when you walk. You don't walk by hunching forward. You know, when you walk, your leg goes behind you, your pelvis is actually two bones, and that side of the abdominal will, will decelerate or control that side of the pelvis. 
you know, when you look at your when you look at your inner thigh muscles, the inner thigh muscles are a perfect example. The adductors. The adductors attach on the back of your thigh bone, the femur. Now you can bring the adductors can bring your leg closer to the midline of your body. A lot of us know that inner thigh exercise, we squeeze our legs together. But think about this, that's not how you walk. You walk by stepping one foot in front of the other. Your, outer, your inner thigh muscles, your adductors, when your leg is in front of your body, your inner thigh muscles pull your leg behind you. They pull your leg in what we call extension. When your leg is behind your body, your inner thigh muscles pull your leg forward into flexion. So your inner thigh muscles, your adductors, move your legs forward and backwards. They can move your legs in, but that's not what they're designed to do. So folks, if you really want to understand the best way to train your body, and I mean this, if you really want to understand the best way to train your body to strengthen those muscles that you use every day, then you need to understand what your muscles do when they're walking. You know, so I've talked about the abdominals, I've talked about the, the inner thigh muscles, the adductors, your outer thigh muscles stabilize. When you balance one leg, your outer thigh muscles can take your leg out to the side. You know, the traditional outer thigh exercise that we think of, they can do that. But when you walk, your outer thigh muscles stabilize your body so you're balanced on one leg. This is where we need to have a better understanding of, of our body. We need to have a better understanding of our anatomy. What I'm going to do is I'm going to link below to a few of my previous interviews. I interviewed Thomas Myers. Thomas Myers is the author of Anatomy Trains where he identifies different fascial lines in the body, different ways that our body connects with the, the, the tissues, the fascia and the muscle connect within our body to make our body move. So I'm going to have a link below to my interview with Thomas Myers. I'm also going to have a link below to my interview with, with, uh, with Gary Gray. Thomas Myers was a, is a massage therapist who's really done a deep dive into understanding fascia and tissue. Gary Gray is a physical therapist who really, his, his, especially his understanding function, his understanding how the body moves. I studied under Gary for about a year and understand, to understand human anatomy and human movement. I did a cadaver dissection with Thomas Myers to see how the human body was put together. That was very overwhelming. I have those two interviews linked below or linked in the show notes so you can listen to a little more detail about how our body works. The third interview I'm going to link to is with Todd Wright. Todd is a strength coach with the Philadelphia 76ers. Todd and I actually studied together under Gary, and Todd applies the information that we learned from Gary, but to the Philadelphia 76ers, professional level athletes. So you just don't take my word for it. Listen to the interview with Todd to hear how he trains his athletes to move, not isolate their muscles. And that's what I want you to think about. When you go into the gym, you don't need to try to isolate a single muscle. I mean, you can, but we got to think about it. If you use more muscles at the same time, you expend more energy. Your body is waiting to move. Our exercise program should be movement-based. We do basic movement patterns. We squat, we lunge, we push, we pull, we rotate. Those are the basic patterns that we do. So if we make our exercise programs, if we adjust our exercise programs to be movement pattern-based as opposed to muscle isolation-based, then we can be healthier. We'll feel better because we're using all the muscles together. One of the challenges of doing muscle isolation is that you only load force in a one specific section of the body at a time, which could create imbalances. If you have a bad back, if you have shoulder issues, knee issues, that could be the result of muscle imbalances. So if you do movement-based training, if you pattern-based training, you kind of work through those muscle imbalances and you get more just synergy and more coordination throughout your entire body. I'm going to have a few, besides those interviews of previous, previous guests on the podcast, I'm going to have a few articles linked below where I go through and I break down the anatomy. If you want to learn more about how your abdominals function, 
If you want to learn more about how your inner thighs function, I am going to have articles below in the show notes. And obviously, you know, I, I pitch my book. My book, Smarter Workouts, has that information. Um, also has workouts that you can do based on how the body moves. But really, there's a lot of other information out there, folks. Buy my book. Don't buy my book. I just want you to understand that the body is designed to move. If you really want to use your body to its fullest potential, your exercise programs should be movement-based. And I can't state that enough. That's what I wanted to get across this quick fit tip. Look at how you can move more. Look at the integrated patterns. Squat, lunge, push, pull, rotate. When you look at all those integrated patterns, they use all the muscles in your body. Yeah, if you do want to isolate, you know, your little bit, you know, lose or something, you can do that. But really, that should be after all the muscle coordination and all the activity. That's my quick fit tip for the day is I want you to think about training movement patterns, not muscles. I'm going to have some resources below in the show notes to help you with that. Thanks for stopping by. And I look forward to having you join me for future episodes of All About Fitness.